Earshot with Steve Martin. In this podcast, we share the world's most successful benchmark radio contests and games, and a double perspective on promotions with guests here from both halves of the planet. Representing the Southern Hemisphere, here's Jonathan Lumley, promotions manager for East Coast Radio, and Jack Aranda in South Africa. Hi, Jonathan. Hi there, Stephen. How are you doing? Thank you for inviting us to Johannesburg. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. And representing the entire Northern Hemisphere, no pressure, the man who brought us real radio and smooth, it's the award-winning British programmer, John Simons. How are you doing? Good to be here. Good to have you here. Yeah, it's lovely here, isn't it? It's springtime in Johannesburg. It couldn't be nicer. It is. And we're sitting outside, and every now and again, we get the strong waft of uh, fast food coming over from an extract fan. I think by the end of this podcast, we will all be lightly basted in the Colonel's secret blend of herbs <laughs> and spices, one of which I think is salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. I'm Steve Martin, your ambassador of radio. That's my role. And I guess, Jonathan, for you, this is a second home because you work between Durban and Joburg. Correct. So I, I run the promotions for uh, Jacaranda FM, which covers five provinces. So they, uh, they broadcast footprint is enormous. So I, I cover that. And obviously the KZN region, it's not just Durban. Um, and run promotions and competitions basically across both stations, the major ones. Uh, obviously, we have the, the basic SMP uh, promotions that come through week by week, but we, we obviously try and focus on some of the, the major NTR, uh, non-traditional revenue-type uh, uh, promotions on both uh, Jacaranda and East Coast Radio. And for audiences that are not familiar with this market, what are the key differences? Well, they're both adult contemporary stations. Um, Jacaranda focuses on their brand, which is more music you love. So their focus is mainly to be able to tune into the, uh, the radio station and be completely familiar with the music. From that perspective, the audience is uh, cross-demographic, very lifestyle-orientated in terms of family. So Jacaranda in itself is very much a lifestyle station, as is East Coast Radio, but of course Jacaranda has uh, an Afrikaans market, and in terms of its Akasa license, um, we'll have to speak Afrikaans to a certain percentage of the, the programming. So that, that's a major difference. Um, East Coast Radio, on the other hand, has a slightly more R&B and urban feel to it. Um, I'd love to say slightly hotter music, um, but there is, you know, just a slight difference in terms of the, uh, the music and the programming. And they're both big stations. Give us the numbers. <laughs> well, OK. Uh, so both of them over a million. A uh, million listeners, QM, which is fantastic for the week. Uh, 1.2 for Jack Randa and just, just over 1.1 for East Coast Radio. Uh, Simo, John Simons. Yes. Uh, we know you in the UK, of course, from Real Radio and Smooth, but your reach is much more global than that now, isn't it? Yeah, since I finished with GMG, um, which became Real and Smooth for quite a long period, um, I started off consulting again, because I, I did some consulting in, in the 1990s before I became the group programme director for GMG. And... Life has been uh, an absolute blast, to be honest, because I've travelled all over the world, you know, Africa a lot with the World Service, and done some work in India, Australia, uh, done a lot of work in Dubai, which is very nice, and in Ireland as well. I've never been to Ireland before, and um, I find myself getting pulled back to Ireland all the time. And as you travel across all these countries what what are the key similarities and differences that you find between radio stations and what they're trying to achieve it's quite interesting really because a lot of the markets are very different in 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 phase of development uh, 
so for example when we were in Tanzania that was very embryonic and then we went to Uganda and that was quite a sophisticated fragmented market you know with different formats so it, it depends on the market that, you, that you're going to so Dubai for example is a, is a much more similar market to the UK than it ever used to be well, like a hybrid really of the UK Australia and America and India is incredibly developed now and so many FM stations out there it's unbelievable so they're all in different phases but they all have the same objectives which is to turn a profit you know, in, invariably I work in commercial radio, not public service. And, you know, commercial radio and the word commercial comes first. What do you see as the, the common thread between the radio stations, their objectives and the role of promotions? Because we're talking about promotions today. There's two types of promotions really, isn't there? There's the ones that generate money and then there's the ones that the programmers want to do that generate more audience. And the ones that the programmers do get loads of support and get, <laughs> and, and get all the creativity. And the big challenge that I find talking to programmers is convincing them to treat commercial promotions in the same way as they treat their own station-led promotions. Well, if I can jump in there, because it's, <laughs> it's very interesting you should say that. And that was probably true for... I think both of our stations a few years ago um, but we are both commercial radio stations and a mandate really came through from from our head office to go right you don't do a big promotion if it doesn't have a sponsor the sponsor doesn't just want the tagline at the end anymore it's not brought to you by and put in a slogan um, there's an immense amount of work that ties the, the client into the campaign in an integral way. They actually become a, a full partner. It's not just, well, we have a client who's given us some cash money. Um, so, so it's a brand extension for them. Hugely. Um, and it's marrying up the right promotion because we're very, very good in radio going, God, this is the best promotion ever. We're going to run with this and uh, this is what we want to do. And the client goes, but it's not going to meet my objectives. So we've got a lot of new things in the pipeline that would make a big difference to a client to make sure that they get that return on investment. And it's got a little bit more sophisticated, whereas it used to be just about footfall. But now, you know, you find clients want more than that. They, they want some sort of online yes. return. Yeah. Um, they want some sort of social media return. They, they want all sorts now. And trying to get programmers' heads around that aspect... And also the challenge between well, driving a client's online uh, footprint and also driving your own online footprint. And sometimes there can be some quite big clashes there uh, because you want people to go to your website. You don't necessarily want them to go to the client's website. But if they're paying, that's what you've got to do. Yeah, that's true. So we, we do um, sort of a needs analysis with uh, most of our clients in any case. So uh, we have to be very, very specific about what what success looks like for the client and of course the other party in this is the listener how do you do that whilst also ensuring that you make great radio well i think it comes back down to the basic and that is people like playing games we love playing games uh i don't think the fundamental of any radio promotion is that we try and make it as complicated as possible yes there are complicated promotions yes there are certain hoops that you need to jump through in certain instances um, and that changes the the reach and engagement versus the number of entries you're going to get uh, but for the most part you know 
we're, we're in the game of entertainment. You know, you, you want to listen to the one second challenge or you want to hear the 10 songs cut up and go, I know, I know seven of those. You want to participate either passively or, you know, actively. Um, and we know that only, what is the old adage, 1% of our audience are going to participate in any promotion. But the, the challenge for, for all of us is in promotions is to, to make sure that we get more than that, we, that we get 20, 30, 40% of our, our total audience um, involved in the game. And that's important. Do, do you think listeners are getting lazier? They're less likely now to jump through all the hoops of a mechanic than perhaps they were 10, 20 years ago? Well... I think actually it's the other way around. I think we're overexposing them to too many contests. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, a number of the stations I work on uh, don't, are not English speaking. So I have to sit with the programme director and then when the record's on they tell me what was in the link. And the programme director on this one, I'll, I'll give part of it away, it was an, an Indian station. Uh, was complaining because the presenters weren't talking enough about themselves and they, they weren't bringing their personalities to, to the show. And then when we went through it, I said, well, there's no room for them to bring their personalities to the show. You're doing two paid-for contests every hour at breakfast. So they were doing eight contests. So wow. it was radio game show. The clients wanted this because it worked for them. It was easy for S&P to sell, but it didn't make great radio. And that's the challenge, I think. Yeah, you bring up a very interesting and valid point because, you know, we should be programmers first uh, and contest people later because, you know, sales will overrun an entire radio station and just go, well, yes, we want a contest every 10 minutes. And uh, I have to say, you know, we have been guilty of it when, when you get to the, the really busy uh, promo periods, particularly like November, December in, in South Africa, particularly. They, uh, um, and we counted probably seven contests in one of our breakfast shows. Uh, when you start looking, oh, hang on, that's a feature, but it's sponsored. Oh, that's a little uh, little game that we play, but that's sponsored. Oh, then there were two NTR uh, promotions, layer a major promotion on top of that. Suddenly you're sitting there and you're quite right, every half hour playing another game. That's not the best way to play it. One of the analogies I use is that if your presenters are selling something every time they open the mic, it's going to have fatigue on the listener. Yeah. And the analogy I use is that, you know, uh, I think I'm safe in saying this because he won't be listening. My cousin went into the insurance business and the first time he came around for dinner, he tried to sell me insurance and it, it was okay, you know, we talked about it. Then the second time he came around, he tried to sell me insurance again and it started to get a bit wearing. The third time I said, we're not going to have him around for dinner anymore. This is too much. And it's yeah. the same thing. If you're constantly trying to sell to your listeners, and that's the, the, the prime motivation for every link on a show, you will start losing audience. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, a very famous case from what I understand is in, in London on one of the very big radio stations is that they layered three major promotions uh, for whatever reason, thinking that it was going to gain them huge cum. Uh, and it did the exact opposite. Uh, I believe they ran a cash countdown competition. I think it was called Beat the Banker. Um, and then it, they ran Fugitive on top of it. That's just, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, just confusing. The key to the Fugitive is that you clear out everything, everything else. You've got to clear the decks. Yeah. Well, you've both run this format. I mean, for listeners listening to this who don't know this format, maybe it hasn't reached you where you're listening today in your market. What, what is the Fugitive? Well, it's a very simple 
easy promotion that's very difficult to do well. <laughs> yes, as <laughs> as, as the, that station in London proved, uh, because it didn't work for them, and uh, we changed the name of it to the Real Radio Renegade. That was partly due to the fact that it, the the fugitive was was owned by another group at the time. It's a trademark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but also, uh, and it was one of my in the shower moments when I had to come up with a different name, and the name that I ac- actually came up with worked better for us because of the alliteration. So alliteration the, always works. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the real Radio Renegade really worked for us. It really worked for us in Wales. It really worked for us in Scotland. Didn't work so well for us in England. And it's very simple. A guy goes out. You've got to try and find him. He's got a cash bounty on his head. In the studio, they're giving away clues, and the callers are coming in to try and spot him. He leaves calling cards wherever he goes as well, uh, and he's out for three two-hour bounty periods per day. Uh, And if you find him, and um, if you say the right words, which are you the real Radio Renegade, or or, are you the 96FM Fugitive, which they do in Ireland, then uh, you win the money. But if you don't get it exactly right... Then you don't win the money. So do you, you know? Do you know, John, what, why it worked for you in Scotland and Wales, but not in England? Um, I'm, I just think they were more passionate about it, and I think we gave it more commitment in those markets, and we did it more often in those markets. I think you've got to be fully committed to it. You've got to clear the decks of all of the promotions and any of the features that are, are going to interfere with it, and you've got to jump in with both feet. But if you don't ask, you can't win. <laughs> this is it. I mean, it's it's uh, hide and seek for adults, isn't it? It's the original Pokemon Go. It's run in the Joburg market on a, a competitor radio station of ours, uh, probably about eight years ago, with great success. And at that stage, there was no social media, so now that layer on top of it, you've uh, things just change immeasurably. So I won the uh, the Liberty Radio Award last uh, earlier this year for last year when we ran the East Coast Radio Fugitive for the KZN market with massive success. We put visual clues on the website. You take them off, you put them back on, you, you put different clues on. Um, so from East Coast Radio side, we, we, we won that because of the, the various elements that we managed to bring into the promotion, which was quite innovative. Uh, in the second instance, we've rerun it on, on, on Jackie Aranda just recently, um, called the Times Square Bandit, for a, a, a casino client. And their main objective really was to have footfall in the casino on certain days. So we just made sure that you know it was Bandit Day every Wednesday, and we created an online dashboard. So uh, for most uh, people who were taking part, you were now able to have an all-in-one immersive experience on your phone. So we want them to use our Jackaround FM app. You basically, it's just a stream, so you're just listening to us. But when you go to the win page, everything renders beautifully. The clues were there, the video was there. If you updated something or we wanted to do a special clue for those people that wanted to know specifically what was going it was all on that dashboard. So it's just taking another step forward. And Jonathan, when you run a promotion like that, what difference does it make to the engagement you're getting with your audience? It's such an interesting thing because it, it, it does polarise an audience. You've got those people who are engaged and love it and just want to get in on the money and they're, they're sen- setting up WhatsApp groups and telling their friends, you need to go, he's over on the, the other side of town, I can't get there, you get him, we'll share the bounty, that type of stuff. And then you've got other people are phoning in or dropping you... Uh, voice notes or even sending you uh, SMSs in and going, oh, listen, if I have to hear that guy one more time on air, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn off the radio. 
Uh, and it's, it's a balance. Clearly, they but haven't turned listening. off the radio. <laughs> but they are still listening, correct. Um, you just need to let people know that there is a finite amount of time that you're doing this. It's not an ongoing feature that you're doing for, for years. However, you are bringing somebody into the home, bringing somebody into the radio who they might not necessarily like. I think the beauty of it is it's not just a promotion, it's a marketing campaign as well, because it's people who listen to your radio station going up to people who don't listen to their radio station and staying your station name. You know, Are you the real radio renegade? The problem is you've distorted the sound of your radio station, so if new listeners come in and listen and like it, it's not going to be like that again in a month's time That's when you finish doing it. Yeah. I've actually got a promo if you... Allowed to play? We're not just allowed to play it, Jonathan. <laughs> this is our format. All right, so this was uh, for, for East Coast Radio when we ran the East Coast Radio Fugitive. Six. Seven. Eight. Remember when you played hide and seek? Ten. Radio not, here I come. Well, it's kind of like that. Are you... Except... You don't know who you're looking for. Oh, and they're worth 400,000 Rand. But to win, you've got to ask, are you the East Coast Radio Fugitive? The world's biggest radio competition is coming, exclusive to East Coast Radio, The Fugitive. But if you don't ask, you can't win. Are you, are you the East Coast Radio Fugitive? Powered by Vodacom. Power to you. And how does that fit the Vodacom brand? So what they wanted to drive um, was uh, data. They wanted data usage. So the most important thing for them was um, make sure that people are driven to the website. And we said, well, we, we can't make it exclusively for uh, a certain cell phone provider. Um, it's for everybody. And they said, fine. Uh, <laughs> just make sure everybody's <laughs> using data. So we had to make sure that certain things were data heavy. So um, Samsung had just released the 360 camera. Um, they were a partner in this, so a lot of visual clues, and uh, Facebook uh, had just allowed for uh, the 360 visual to be uh, available on Facebook. So we were dri driving a lot of uh, engagement in that sense, and we did. We did a lot of clues that way. We did a lot of video, um, not just, just small picture clues. They, they worked, uh, but video was a heavy component for this. I want to talk a lot more about the other kind of data, as in analytics, um, or data, as we say, I think, more often in the UK. Yes. Um, uh, because I know you run analytics across a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of metrics at your radio station, Jonathan. And uh, so let's come back and talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but, um, Simo, I know you have got uh, a list of some great tried and tested promotion mechanics perhaps not the kind of promotion that would just you'd clear the decks for on a station but maybe schedule as a, a benchmark feature on a, on a breakfast show what's on there Jonathan one of my favorites was what we used to call the breakfast gamble which was five envelopes four incredible prizes and one booby prize and you had to come on pick an envelope and then we try and buy it back off it's Russian roulette yes um, but the the best thing we ever did was twist it. I mean, we twisted the fugitive, by the way, we uh, by giving away thirty cars, we, uh, you know, a car a day in May, wow. and we hid the cars, and you had to find the car. So you can always twist things yeah. and bring them more up to date. And we twisted that by bringing two people into the studio, and they picked an envelope each, which reduced the odds, and we would then offer money 
and you would see which couple would give in first and that they always used to start off with a pact of we're not going to take the money we're going to take the prize we're not going to take the pr someone would always give in and 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 that give it another dynamic by having two people and and having them in the studio as well so it's an escalation of jeopardy yeah and there was this angst between the two people yeah. and there was always one that would lie <laughs> it was very revealing about human nature uh, but it was riveting li listening and I, I gotta give the guys in Scotland the credit for that they came up with that twist on the breakfast gamble do you want me to go through a list th this list yeah lists make great radio no 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 <laughs> do go through the list because it's preparation will pay off as we hear what's on John's list here alright well these are all tried and tested that have been used over the years so uh, Battle of the Sexes which is you know, a quiz where it's um, males against uh, females. Uh, the generation gap, which is similar to Battle of the Sexes, but it's kids against adults. I prefer that one, actually. I think it's much more fun. Uh, the movie minute, every Friday you get someone in to review a movie, because uh, we're talking about benchmarks now, not necessarily promotions. Uh, the best version of that I've seen was when uh, one of our presenters got his grandmother to review the movies so you got a very different view of what that movie was all about and revealing another side to the character of your of your talent yeah wind up phone calls prank calls whatever you want to call it, phone taps they've been around forever and they come and go they go out of vogue they come back into vogue if they're done really well with humor and not aggression because i've heard quite a lot yeah. of aggressive ones then the aggressive ones I don't think work, the ones that have humour and gradually the premise becomes less and less believable as you go through the call, then they work really well. Who does those well? There's a guy in this market in South Africa does them really well. Harry Simpson, yeah. He's really good at them. Uh, He's built a career on it actually, I mean it's been nine, ten years I think, yeah. uh, if not longer. TJ used to do them with Elvis Duran, I'm not sure whether it's still him. But again, you know, the, the host of the show doesn't always do them. Uh, Robin Galloway used to do them on Real Radio in Scotland, and I'm not sure whether he's brought them back with heart. Uh, they went out of vogue yeah. after that Australian incident that we don't want to really talk about. Uh, but uh, they'll come back again. There's the £1,000 minute, uh, 10 general knowledge questions, and you just got to answer them all right, and, and you win. What's another one? Factoids. Steve Wright, you know, done factoids for years. Uh, then, uh, of course, there's Popmaster that Ken Brewster's on Radio 2 as well, which I, I don't think you'd necessarily think of as a benchmark because it's been around for so long. Um, but people will stop and they'll align their tea break with that feature. Yeah, absolutely. And I've noticed just over the last few months that uh, on Radio 2, they're starting to get more females on. So I just wonder if someone said, oh, this is very male. But pop quizzes are very male. Yeah. But they are deliberately trying to get more females on that now. Then, Secret Sound. Um, oh, he's mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Mystery Voices. Yes, he's <laughs> mentioned it too. Yeah. The Birthday Game. Yep. You know, the cash call. Yep. And the birth... I mean, let's talk about the birthday game, because this is basically the premise that, you know, one in 365 of, of your listeners is going to have a birthday today. Yes. So there's going to be a winner. Absolutely. So as long as you have a birthday, you can be a winner. It's as simple the as that. The game you were born to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's the bong game. Um, 
And, uh, and for people who don't know that, just talk through the mechanic of the right. bong game. Right. Where a listener plays to win money, a pre-recorded voice announces an ever-increasing amount of money, and the caller has to shout stop before the bong happens. Simple as that. We talked about the fugitive as being a trademark in some territories. The bong game is also a trademark in the UK. I think yeah. Global Radio owns that. So the mechanic is fair game. But if you want to do that on your station, just check who owns the trademark of these things yeah. before you do it, because some, you could infringe if you're not careful. Yeah, be careful with yeah. some of these. But it's really simple to check. Now, here's one which I don't think people realise is a benchmark. It's peculiarly BBC and public service. Thought for the day. Who would have thought? Thought for the day where they get a religious person. Uh, it could be a rabbi. A piece uh, of inspiration. It, yeah, it could be an iman or just a vicar. Comes on, talks to Chris Evans about something poignant today. And Radio 2 have done that forever. Wow. It was probably a, a legacy from the light programme. Mm. But it's a benchmark. Well, I think that ends the programme then, really, because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's really... Um, abs- I mean, John, you're absolutely right. I mean, we worked out that there's probably only nine promotions, and we spin them in various different ways. We take one part of one promotion and add on something else. Um, cash call, you know, is, is beat the bomb backwards. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've spun it out, so we call it Ring Ring Ka-Ching in... Um, in KZN, which had tremendous success. Um, and just step us through the mechanic for that. So you register to play, and then randomly we are going to phone one of the uh, registered people who submitted their cell phone number, and we basically phone them back, and as the phone rings, the cash amount, whatever it happens to be at that stage, counts down. And then you layer it by you have to answer with a phrase that pays, and if you don't answer with those words from the get-go, you lose out. We haven't talked about building workplace listening. You know, one of the most successful campaigns that we did, or promotions, we called Work Your Way to the USA, uh, which was only available to people in workplaces. And if you get through to the final 10, and there's a big playoff at the end, we fly you out immediately, like, don't forget your toothbrush, and we take you to the USA for for a long weekend. And that was a great workplace listening driver for us as well. And I've never heard any workplace listening promotions on air for quite a while now. So my prediction is that they will come back. Yeah, you're probably right. Look, I mean, for us, uh, particularly in South Africa, pre-registration is a a major component of any major promotion. The call to action in terms of uh, whether it's text or SMS, depending on which part of the hemisphere you're listening, means that... Your call to action is immediate, but with web entry, it's slightly delayed, um, and you will get lower entries. So, for example, we run uh, Pay Your Bills on both stations in, in January, February, which is a probably a radio stalwart in, 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 in the new year, and they work very, very well, but we want the stories, and you're not going to get that from a text. So the drive is go to our website, give us some details, what bill do you want paid, and we'll pay it. Cell phone bill. Car repair bill, electricity bill, the battle has begun. The budget bill blaster is back and it's cutting bills down. Go to jacarandafm.com and tell us what bill you want paid. Then listen daily for your chance to watch the bill disintegrate before your eyes. The budget bill blaster is back with budget insurance only on Jacaranda FM. Submit your bill to jacarandafm.com. Just click on the win tab. Brought to you by Budget Insurance. Affordable because you can't afford not to.
Budget is an authorized financial services provider. TNCs apply. You say registration is really important for you. What do you do with all that data? Well, we, we've, got a, we've got a couple of companies that work with us uh, to mine some of the information, uh, not only from, from a radio standpoint for ourselves, because I find it's real-time uh, data that we're getting from, from, from our competitions, uh, which I find incredibly interesting. We ran a, a promotion in March on Jacaranda, and I, I went to the programming manager and said, something's not right here. We're, we're not getting the numbers. Yes, they're good, but they're not They're not." They're not consistent with what I expect. Um, and then when we, we started drilling down the, the information and it started getting mined, uh, we realized that we were losing certain share, which didn't add up to what we'd got just recently with our RAMs, our diaries. And it took about three, four months before the new diaries came through. And those figures are consistent with what we got from the competition four months prior. So that's, that's important. Uh, I mean, we can find out what demographic you are, what age group you are, just with a cell number, to be honest. It's, it's actually quite astounding, the amount of information you can get, where you work, whether you're a homeowner, uh, obviously age group, income bracket, etc., etc., which is you know, very important so we can, we can validate what we've got and go back to our advertisers and go, we do bring you key audience and this is the quality of the audience that we bring you. So that, that is important. So it's a sales tool as well? It is, yeah. yes, yes, of course. And we've talked about there only being really nine promotions. The thing that we haven't talked about is prizes, and there's still only three decent prizes, which is cash, cars, and holidays. This is true. <laughs> and whenever I hear people giving away crap, it really, really gets up my nose. Yeah. Make sure that your prizes are worth winning. Don't just give something away because a client wants you to give away perfume or whatever, because it's not going to work for them and it ain't going to work for you for sure look i mean cash is king i find holiday prizes uh, a nightmare first of all to organize and, and to sort out so i always prefer cash to be honest um but you're quite right i mean we funny enough we had a, a, an interesting advertiser uh, late last year and we took somebody's air and whatever the prizes were and we opened it up and you could hear the disappointment in the guy's voice there was no doubt about it. i've got a what oh great Oh yeah, no, I'm happy. Oh, I mean, there's, there's no uh, no camouflaging somebody's <laughs> immense disappointment that they didn't get the big flat screen that day. <laughs> well, we used to only put uh, callers on air if they were screamers. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times uh, in years gone by did you have the uh, winner to that great promotion at 8.15 on a Friday morning who was a target female listener who was very bright and bubbly? Uh, a screamer, as you, you say. And of course, in the UK, we can't do that now. Uh, it, it has to be all transparent and above board. Mm. Uh, not that I'm saying that we did anything untoward in the past. But the rules have changed. We had production values, shall we say. <laughs> and you can now give a great, a fantastic big cash prize away, or even a car, or a house even, or something like that, and get someone, oh, thanks very much. It's great. And you, th you think, oh my God, this is just not what we want. Well, I think the focus really, uh, we've had that for years since the Consumer Protection Act came in, into play uh, here in South Africa. So we, we're also, we, we have to be transparent about how the, the random selection was uh, taking place. Um, if we've got finalists, how did we get to that? Um, we have to film it in certain instances, particularly big cash bonus prizes. Um, which I'm happy with, but it really is the role of the producer to rev up that person before they get to air. Um, but in the cases of cash countdowns, you, you, it's, um, 
it's a surprise anyway. So you don't know. You've got just a number. You are just phoning randomly to a number and you hope whoever's on the other end A, answers correctly, and B, performs in the way that you want them to. Videoing in the studio, I think, is increasingly something that's necessary, not just for regulatory reasons, but it makes for good online traffic as well. Shareable videos. Absolutely. And one of the programme directors that worked for me, who now works out in Dubai, called John Kirby, came to me with a promotion, and I really didn't like it. He, he called it the 10 grand vend. And it was a vending machine with 12 slots, and in one of the slots was £10,000, and in, in the other 11 slots was a chocolate bar or a bag of crisps. And I said, I don't, it's too visual, blah, blah, blah. We videoed it, it became such a huge benchmark, and I had to completely do a, a 180 on it and said, John, this was a great promotion, and it became a, a big one for him, and, and I know he's done it elsewhere. But it's transparency, like spinning the wheel. Yeah. Basic concept, but... We're in radio, so it's always been very easy for us to have three separate clips of varying lengths to go, okay, we're spinning the wheel now, press clip, click, 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 and you're knowing full well there's no wheel. We are actually more transparent in, in the fact that we're going, we have a wheel in studio, have a look, it's on Facebook Live, or we filmed it, let's go, let's spin it. And, you know, we've, we've had varying wheels do various things. We've had wheels collapse us in, in studio, and that actually lends to, <laughs> lends to some great content. You know, we spun it so hard it broke, you know. Uh, which is great, but the transparency is important. John, what else can we not do now that perhaps you've done in the past on promotions? Are you trying to stitch me up? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the classic, you know, call a number 30 or call a number 95 if that's your frequency. Um, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. That, again, can lead to you getting a very low-key caller on, unfortunately. Yeah. And it, it does detract from the output. But then it's up to the presenters to compensate for that. So in some respects, the presenters have to have higher skills now than the presenters used to have in the past because the producer would just give them a great caller every time and we can't guarantee that now. Uh, the Australians have made a virtue of the caller you don't want to win winning with a mechanic where you perhaps get two listeners in the studio or on the phone and there is a very deserving woman for example uh, who really needs that ten thousand dollars and there is um, some total ass uh, who's also on air uh, who actually snatches the cash and that that can make cruel but great radio as well yeah it does make good radio but unfortunately it can cause a lot of upset as well not just with the person who's in the studio but with the listeners because they, they always want a Hollywood ending don't yeah, they yeah. they don't want the bad guy to win and unfortunately that can turn around on you so that, could, that might be a bit of a cultural difference you know, between the UK and Australia whereas I think we'd get a backlash in the UK about that whereas they might applaud it in Australia and, and and presumably it has to align with your format. If you're an, an edgy, young rock brand, then it's, you're more likely to get away with that than if you're smooth radio. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, smooth was built on having no screamers on the air. You know, make sure that everything was within the brand values. And that's been the key to its success. And that, that, it, that They did very few promotions, and therefore we raised the yield on those promotions. So to get a promotion on Smooth, when we were running it anyway, it was an expensive job. Uh, and I dare say it still is today, because I think they've kept to those brand values. Jonathan, for a programmer listening to this, or a promotions producer, 
just about to embark upon a big promotion. What's your your checklist for do's and don'ts before you put this stuff on the air? Oh, it's a mile long. (laughs) (laughs) Top Um, three? You know, it's got to be simple. I think key, absolute key, is it does have to be simple. And, uh, you know, I think in radio we we get very excited about the fact that we, we start making it more complicated and you have to you have to go up Kilimanjaro and you have to go slaughter something and then bring it back down and then take it to a family friend and then share it and then you know it just it becomes very very complicated and we love these things because it's you know we're gonna weave in stories and it just becomes yeah for the most part of the audience going what's going on um the basics are the best you know uh, to me simplicity is key simplicity cash <laughs> and, and make the listener happy I think so. Um, they need to be entertained. Um, you don't want to make fun of anybody. I think those types of promotions have f- kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. You don't want to embarrass anybody. You don't want to make them uh, an object of ridicule. Uh, and yes, you might have delight in some of the audience going, ooh, that's so awkward. But at the end of the day, you, you want people to be entertained by taking part and you want people to be entertained by listening to it too. if you're lucky will participate so it's really important that people at home or people in the car can play along as well so that there's a sense of entertainment for the whole audience not just for the people participating but you're absolutely right keep it simple stupid because we tend to overcomplicate yeah. because we're doing it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, we, and we get bored, so yeah. we start wanting to, to layer things. So strip it down, keep it simple. And just in case you were wondering, there is a pneumatic drill in the background, yeah. which has rather conveniently started up since we started doing this podcast. South Africa's economy must be looking up. They're <laughs> building moving. another hotel right next to us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, thank you, Jonathan Lumley from Jacaranda and East Coast Radio here in sunny South Africa. And also John Simons, available for consultancy just about everywhere. Wherever you want me, I'll be there. Okay. Uh, We will put notes from this show, links, uh, photos. We must take some photos before we finish. And uh, the entire catalogue of Earshot podcasts, all of those you'll find at earshotcreative.com. Do have a little look through that. Make the most of what you've heard today. Also, if you like what you hear within Earshot, then please, uh, I would be thrilled if you could tell your radio friends so even more people can benefit from uh, John and Jonathan's experience. Uh, We've got a great lineup of shows in the pipeline, so do subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Jonathan, John, thank you very much for your time today and thank you so much for being within Earshot. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Steve. Oh, and Jonathan, you've got some audio we're going to play out on. I've got loads of audio. I'll, I'll, I'll give it all to you and you can put it all on the podcast. What are we going to hear now as we close? So we ran a, a promotion a few years ago called Beat the Bank. Um, and it's essentially pick a box, but it's great uh, radio theatre, great theatre of the mind. Um, and I think this piece of audio, really just listen through it. You, you hear the ebb and flow of a great competition moment with a great competition. 7.41 on East Coast Breakfast. I think it is time.
Going out is twice as nice at Suncoast with the real deal now on. For a limited time, you and your partner can enjoy dinner, drinks, movies, 100 Rand casino play, hotel discounts, and even parking for the incredible price of just 199 Rand inclusive. T's and C's applies. Suncoast, feel the beat. Sun proudly supports the National Responsible Gambling Program. Winners know when to stop. Only persons over the age of 18 are permitted to gamble. National Problem Gambling Counseling Toll-Free Helpline 0800-006-008. Who is joining us in the vault this morning? Darren, let's say good morning to Nontando. Good morning, Nontando. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. I'm good. So, you know what's happening, right? Yeah. You're inside the bank. No. There are 15 vaults all around us. All of those vaults contain an amount of cash. Nobody knows how much. And for every door that you open, you keep all that money. Uh But if you set off one alarm, you get nothing. (laughs) Feeling confident, Nontando? So you've got to open as many doors until you feel, okay, I'm happy with that Mm -hmm. kind of money. And then, uh, then you say, stop. And then, uh, then you can leave with that money. But if you don't open enough doors, you don't get, I don't know, that kind of money. You don't want to get the alarm. No, you don't want to set off the alarm. But you do want to get as much cash as you can. All right, Nontando? Yes. All right, so 15 doors, doors 1 through 15. Pick a number between 1 and 15. Um, number 7. Number 7. Let's open vault number 7. 200 rand. Nice, nice. Okay, that's 200 rand. you still got 14 more doors. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to choose number 12. 12? 12. Yeah. All right, let's open door number 12. 100 rand. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool, pretty cool. Open, open, you're opening all the small doors. Open a big okay. door, Nontando, um, a big door. Like, can you go backwards? Yeah. Yes, you can. Okay. Um, number four. Number four. Let's open. Five hundred rand. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Not too shabby. We're on five, six, seven, eight hundred rand enough. now. You've opened doors four, seven, twelve. You got to ask yourself: Do you want to? If you set off the alarm, you lose eight hundred rand. But if you open up another door, that could have another eight hundred or another grand. We or another um, ten grand. We don't know. So you got to ask yourself choices? this question. You are. What do you want to do? Think very carefully. How, how many choices do you get to choose? You get to choose however many you want to, as, as many long as, you, as like. you don't hit the alarm. Uh, well, which number um, is very significant to you? I'm going to go for number ten. Ten. Vault number ten. Seven hundred and fifty rand. Huh, not too shabby. You've opened four doors. There's still eleven doors with cash behind them. One of them has got an alarm. You're sitting on one thousand five hundred and fifty rand cash money right now. So if you open another door and the alarm goes off, you lose all of that. But if you open another door and there's like thousands of rands there, you get that as well. What do you want to do, Nontando? Only you can choose. I'm going to choose one thing. You want to go on? Um, I'm going to choose number six. <laughs> oh, going on. Nerves of steel. Oh. I'm loving you, Nontando. Okay, let's open door number six. One thousand rand. Whoa, that's very sweet. That's a sweet. 
All right, Nontando, you have opened one third of the doors. You've opened five. There's still another 10, but you're sitting on 2,550 rand. If you set off the alarm on the next door, you lose all that money, or there could be another whole bunch of thousands behind that door. Nobody knows. What do you want to do? Oh, oh. I'm going to choose one more of those stuff. You're going to... Are you sure, Nontando? You still play. Yes, I'm sure. Yo. Oh, Yo! goodness. Nerves Nintendo? of steel. I wouldn't be able to do this. Okay, so Nintendo, you've chosen vaults or your doors. 7, 12, 4, 10, and 6. Yeah. What's the next door um, you want to open? I'm going to go for number 13. Okay. 13. Yo! Last chance, Nintendo. Are you sure? Yeah. Fingers, toes. All right, Nintendo sitting on 2,550 rand. Let's open door 13. <laughs> 15,000 rand. Oh my goodness! (laughs) 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 Wow, Nontando! (laughs) Nontando? (laughs) Well done! <laughs> You've just won seventeen thousand five hundred and fifty rand. <laughs> Say something to us, Nontando. How do you feel? Just <laughs> hyperventilating, I, I think. Are you okay? Are you okay? Just take a deep breath, Nontando. Take a deep breath. It's yours. This money is yours. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, you're mom. Okay, mom, are you are, are you from work? Are you so now I'm streaming and she's having a check and she's crying now. Oh well well mom, Notando has just won seventeen thousand five hundred and fifty rand. Okay, so mom, mom mommy, let me ask you a question, mama. Yes. Is Nontando going to open another door or is she going to take the money? One second. No, no. You want to open another door? She said no. No. Aziko lo vula mnyangu, Nontando. No, she said no. No, no. Okay. Well, Mama, Mama, you can tell Nontando that that 17,550 Rand is yours. Congratulations. Yes, I told her that she's having 17,000 and some change, my son. Some change. So, well done, you guys. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you, you so much, welcome. Guys. You are welcome. Would you have been able to do the same as Nontando? Wow, how are those nerves of steel? Only on door number one, two, three, four, five, six was that big whack oh, of cash. Who would have thought? My goodness. You have another opportunity to beat the bank. Three more opportunities today with Makosi Koza, with Jane Nenny Mama, and with Damon in the drive. Uh, and tomorrow, of course, is the last day of Beat the Bank. If you haven't put your name into the hat, or if you have, you can enter as many times as you'd like. Just SMS bank and your name to 33116 at a cost of 1,050. What about you? Can you beat the bank? I've got another heist planned. If you've got the nerve, SMS bank your name to double three double one six. Keep listening for your chance to get inside the vault and win. SMS cost one hundred fifty. 
Ibiza Bank with Sun Coast on East Coast Radio. Ah, you're still here. That was rather fun, wasn't it? Look, two big signings confirmed for the next Earshot podcast. It's going to be all about music radio promotion with station sound producers Ben Stones and Liam Hadley from the BBC. They work across Radio 1, 1 Extra, Radio 2, 6 Music and the Asian Network. And Liam has just imaged the new Radio 1 breakfast show with Greg James. We'll get the inside story on that project, including how Real World came up with that incredible anthemic track that Greg uses through the show. All next time on the Earshot podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Earshot with Steve Martin.